0: Friday was the big day Donald Trump sworn in as the 45th president of the United States of America. It was a weekend full of celebration, protesting, and madness. We'll have to highlight that. Also, I just drove through some wicked wind gusts out there. The Northeast is getting ravaged by a nor'easter That, unfortunately, isn't carrying any snow with it. We'll have to dive into how people are surviving that, too. All this and a little bit more coming up. This is FritzCast. Another edition, indeed, of the FritzCast. It is Monday, January 23rd, I want to say. Yeah, the 23rd of January. It took me a minute. I usually wear my watch, which tells me the date, because I'm one of those people. And uh, I don't have it on right now. I take it off for bed. Don't put it back on for a little bit. And I had to go looking on my computer for it, okay? I had to think on my feet think i handled myself pretty well i don't need your judgment it is a a rainy well it's not so much rainy right now but it is windy as hell gusts are really kicking up there uh, i've watched a neighbor's trash can tip over and literally literally spill out trash all over the place which begs the question if it's going to be windy why even bother putting out your trash can i had to i was driving out in it because i had to run something to my wife uh, at work like she left the house and then immediately called me and said i forgot this can you bring it to me and because i'm an awesome husband i did it i, I ran it to her however there was lots of traffic lots of wind there was a downed tree on the main route to get to her work because she called me up as i was getting there the last like mile stretch and she said oh yeah by the way this section of the road's closed so you're gonna have to find some different way to go Long story short, though, I got it to her because I'm awesome. It's what I do. It's really what I do. It's what I try to do anyway so i'm watch i'm I'm sitting in my office right now looking out the windows, and the tree in the backyard is just every once in a while you can just see the branches going nuts, so hopefully that doesn't fall anywhere that would suck. that really would suck. Other than that, though, I mean, what else is new? It's just another week, right? Uh, last week, uh, I had on top of uh, my trainings down in in Dover. That's my uh, my train the trainer certification course, which I have another couple weeks left of. Besides that, I am now a range safety officer for the uh, department, uh, which is which is kind of cool, right? Yeah, I had to go to a course on Tuesday my day off of all days i i just love i i don't know about you but i'm ecstatic when they tell me i have a training on my day off i guess as long as i get paid it's whatever right no but i'm a range safety officer now so i'll be helping push through our own requalifications and pushing through our uh our new qualifications for uh our transition courses, which is kind of cool. So, I mean, it's another thing to add to my resume, right? Anything to boost yourself is good. And I'll take it because it is it is interesting and it gives me more, uh, more of a prominent role. Puts my name out there more. Not to mention the fact that uh, anytime you can be on a range shooting guns or watching guns being shot... That's kind of cool. It's, it's a it's it's a fun it's a fun thing to do for some people. Maybe not everybody, but I certainly enjoy going to the range now and again, and you know, just popping off a few rounds. Of course, I do it more on Xbox on Battlefield One, but that's that's beside the point. I think digital counts just as much, right? It sounds real. It looks real. Same basic principles, except well, okay, not really. Whatever. I don't care. So other than that, I don't think I have anything to update on. I think we're getting ready. I have to tackle this office. This office is m- is a mess. And part of my goals today, aside from taking apart the Lego Christmas train, which is the last of the Christmas decorations that are still up. Yes, I know it's January 23rd. Shut up. I got to take the Christmas train apart. Other than that, though, I have to clean up this office. And once this office gets cleaned up, I think we're going to... Uh, I think me and my wife... Me and the missus, probably just the missus because she wants to do it. Going to work up on fixing up and and completing my new corner desk. That'll be nice. I hate this desk. It's cluttered. Everything's shoved up on here. I feel like a dork crammed in a desk at school trying to get things done. That's how I feel. I'm in a, you know, like I said, I've said it before. I'm in a regular freaking dining room chair. I don't have space on this desk, and it's just cluttered. It's ugh. So, if I get around to doing that, if we do that in the next couple of days or weeks or whatever, I'll take pictures of it. You can get, you can see it in action. What we turn this into. Sorry about the uh, squeakies there, and sorry about any background noise. If it's if it's super windy, I'm you know, bear with me, for the love of God. So first and foremost. Friday came, we had Donald Trump's inauguration. And, you know, one thing, and I posted it on my Facebook too, I'm fascinated by this. If you paid attention to any news source or outlet or the internet whatsoever on Friday, if you did that, that was, it was insane. From like 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning, cameras were rolling to capture literally like nothing Literally nothing. They started rolling cameras and the headlines and the flashing. This is what I don't like about live news and the coverage of of this kind of stuff. Because I was actually doing other things. Like, the lovely thing about technology today is you can have an iPad. You can have your cell phone. uh, Your computer can probably run multiple windows. So you can sit somewhere, and you can turn on that news coverage of that on an iPad, have it sitting off to the side, and actually be doing something else, whether it's homework, uh, work project, playing Battlefield, or actually like watching a show on Netflix that you really want to pay attention to, and have that uh, having the news as the background thing on the smaller screen. It's the beautiful thing about technology. So I believe Friday I was watching. Glenn Beck's program on my Blaze TV subscription. And I had that going on my main TV. And then I had my iPad. And my iPad is an iPad mini. So it's not a, it's not a huge iPad. My iPad mini was playing CBSN, the, the free CBS news network that's 24-7. Which was pretty much just broadcasting whatever CBS was broadcasting on local and national television. Anyway, and I I, I would just take peeks at it periodically, and it was amazing to see cameras sitting there just to watch Donald Trump walk out of the building he was staying the night at and drive to the White House for tea and coffee with the the Obamas, and then to watch them drive from there to the ceremony and, like, every single second... Of this event was covered by every news organization. And you didn't even need cable to watch it. You could have gone on your Facebook and they were live streaming this stuff. From multiple different angles. From, from all these different aspects. And pro- probably, probably the number one reason people were watching wasn't to see Donald Trump get inaugurated or anything like that. It was to see if anything stupid was going to happen. Which on Inauguration Day, DC is probably the most secured city on the face of the earth. Which, I I understand you could become complacent to that or you could take too much faith and take that for granted. Sure. But, in terms of what could stupidly have happened now, nowadays it just seems like it's so far off, and maybe it's because nothing's really happened since you know the Reagan years or anything. But still, that was my first takeaway: was that every every single square inch, for every single solitary second, was just filmed live from from point A to point. Uh, that can that coverage continued throughout the day over all the little things that are attached with the the inauguration it was weird it's odd but and that's what i said in my post too i said this is really odd that we would all just turn on the tv and just sit there and watch and watch and watch and watch and there's people who do that obviously i'm guilty of it even though it was on a side screen but we were all just sitting around and waiting then this is my favorite too I guess we I guess we should take this in stride and break it down into pieces. So let's start with the fact let let's start with the speech itself, the inauguration speech itself, from Donald Trump. Now, when I watched it at first, I thought I was feeling like Trump was going between an actually you know presidential speech and then those little tiny. Things that irk at me slipped through, and then all of a sudden it became a complete 180 of what I expected it to be. Think about how it started off. Uh, at the beginning of his address, now I'm going to directly quote. Uh, quote, We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Together we will determine the course of America and the world for many, many years to come. We will face challenges. We will confront hardships, but we will get the job done. Every four years, we gather on these steps to carry out the orderly and peaceful transfer of power, and we are grateful to President Obama and First Lady Michelle Obama for their gracious aid throughout this transition. They have been magnificent. Thank you. End quote. That sounds pretty, pretty uh, professional and presidential, correct? Let's go further. Quote, Today's ceremony, has, today's ceremony, however, has very special meaning because today we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people." End quote. Everybody was passing around the YouTube video clips of Bane from Batman The Dark Knight Rises. Okay, and I have special effects, so I'm gonna quote it. This was Bane from The Dark Knight Rises. We take the power from the corrupts and we give it to you, the people. Gotham is yours, do as you please. Now again, uh listening to it, it's not it's not that bad of a of a phrase, is it? We're gonna take the power from Washington. And give it back to you, the people we, we the people That is actually Very clever To say Because somebody like me, a libertarianish Kind of guy Wants to hear that you're going to take Power out of Washington That you're going to take power Out of the power-hungry government So it's clever that Donald Trump would say that Then the speech starts Taking a turn. Quote For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. Washington flourished, but the people did not share in its wealth. Politicians prospered, but the jobs left and the factories closed. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. Their victories have not been your victories their triumphs have not been your triumphs and while they celebrated in our nation's capital there was little to celebrate for struggling families all across our land that all changes right here and right now because this moment is your moment it belongs to you it belongs to everyone gathered here today and everyone watching all across america this is your day this is your celebration and this the united states of america is your country Now we're going into a more patriotic nationalism type of feel. Continuing on, what truly matters is not which party controls our government, but whether our government is controlled by the people. January 20th, 2017 will be remembered as the day the people became the rulers of this nation again. The forgotten men and women of our country will be forgotten no longer. Everyone is listening to you now. You came by the tens of millions to become part of a historic movement the likes of which the world has never seen before. At the center of this movement is a crucial conviction that a nation exists exists to serve its citizens. Americans want great schools for their children, safe neighborhoods for their families, and good jobs for themselves. They are just and reasonable demands of righteous people and a righteous public. But far too many of our citizens, a different reality exists. Mothers and children trapped in poverty in our inner cities, rusted out factories scattered like tombstones across the landscape of our nation, an education system flush with cash but which leaves our young and beautiful students deprived of all knowledge, and the crime and the gangs and the drugs that have stolen too many lives and robbed our country of so much unrealized potential. This American carnage stops right here, right now. We are one nation, and their pain is our pain. Their dreams are our dreams, and their success will be our success. We share one heart, one home, and one glorious identity. The oath of office I take today is an oath of allegiance to all Americans. For many decades, we've enriched foreign industry at the expense of American industry. Subsidized the armies of other countries while allowing for the very sad depletion of our military. End quote. Let's stop right there. First off, our military really is not depleted. Our military budget is higher than that of the next, what, six or seven nations combined? To say that our military is depleted, I will agree with him that our military is misused in nation-building efforts and in controlling other aspects of foreign countries and foreign interventions. But the power of it and the money of it hasn't been depleted at all. Moving ahead, quote, We've defended other nations' borders while refusing to defend our own, and spent trillions and trillions of dollars overseas, while America's infrastructure has fallen into despair and decay. We've made other countries rich, while the wealth, strength, and confidence of our country has dissipated over the horizon. One by one, the factories shuttered and left our shores, With not even a thought about the millions and millions of American workers that were left behind. The wealth of our middle class has been ripped from their homes and then redistributed all across the world. Not technically wrong. Now here comes the scary part. But that is in the past. And now we're looking only to the future. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries, making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. Again, I don't know what it is with the Rick Astley, never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down, never gonna run around and desert you. And look, I know I can't sing, but the the, the point is, I've heard Donald Trump say that line, and and Melania say that line. He will never, ever give up. And never, ever let you down. Half of the stuff that he said in in that passage alone about how these companies go overseas and don't give uh, even an inkling of consideration to the American worker. I mean, how many businesses does Donald Trump have outside the United States? He has lots of business inside the United States, and he does give lots of people in the United States jobs. But how many does he have outside outside of there, in other countries... Making money on other scales uh, Especially with his whole taxes issue But well, we won't go into that Now if you didn't watch or listen to it I'm, i That's all I'm going to quote from it But if you didn't watch or listen to it It had these up and downs But it felt really odd It felt really odd And I watched the inauguration speeches Of let's see Bush both times Obama both times And I've gone back and watched Historic ones like JFK As you may remember if you listen to my show And and when I do the uh, My special introduction Now and again JFK usually wraps up the quotes that I put in there On that opening There was just an overall different feel to Donald Trump's Now People are probably out there "Ah, You're over criticizing Trump So to bounce back and come to his defense To kind of 180 On my feelings about His inauguration speech and all that I'm sure you saw Passed around on the internet uh, Pictures Of Obama 2009 inauguration crowd And Trump inauguration crowd 2017 The Trump inauguration crowd Photo is cherry picked So is the Obama photo Uh, because there's photos that you can pull up of Donald Trump's speech and you can see the crowds are packed from all the way to the front, all the way back to the Washington Monument. Is there less people than Obama's crowd? Sure there is. Why wouldn't there be? I hate that meme that's getting passed around. And why do I hate that meme? It's the same reason that I'm starting to hate memes when you're trying to have valid arguments over things nowadays, anyway, that meme is cherry-picked photos, and it discredits, it discounts certain information. Barack Hussein Obama, inaugurated as the first African-American president in 2009. Well, no crap it drew record crowds. No, no, No wonder it drew millions of people. That was a historic milestone. What Politics aside, for a minute, whether you agreed with President Barack Obama or not, the matter of the fact is that 2008 election, first African-American president elected to the United States' highest office, that's a historical landmark. That goes down in the history books as earth-shattering. He broke down the biggest barrier that there was. At that point, African Americans could then, raising their children, say, look, one day you could become president of the United States. So, of course it drew mega crowds. Look at the other inaugurations of presidents, including Bill Clinton's, Reagan's. It was Stephen Dewig. Uh, a professor at Arizona State University looking at those pictures estimating that the cr- that the crowd size for Obama's inauguration was roughly 1.1 million attendees um d- despite that estimate and that's the only official estimate that I can find on here there's no official count taken okay there's no official count The coordinators in Washington, D.C. say it was 1.8 million people. This Arizona State University professor estimates it at 1.1 million. Uh, And the last known crowd that was that large was an estimated approximate 1.2 million people who attended the second inauguration of Lyndon B. Johnson in 1965. So in terms of how often people go to these inaugurations and see them in crowd sizes, who, I mean, who's to say, but who really cares at the end of the day what the crowd sizes were anyway? Being at the inauguration is not a formal endorsement of that president. It's being there to witness the inauguration. So it's arbitrary that people are pulling out, first off, cherry-picked photos. Number one, but you're trying to argue about crowd sizes and, and, and things like that? Who cares, dude? Who cares? There was a lot of people that attended Donald Trump's inauguration. There's no way to cut it. Was it as much as Obama's? No. It wasn't as much as Obama's, but there's no historical real trend to follow on that. If it goes Lyndon B. Johnson in the 60s having lar- having super large inauguration crowds and then there's this big lull and then finally Obama reaching those same numbers and probably surpassing them, safe to say that it would surpass that, those numbers. Okay, well, that means I guess we're in for a couple of steady uh, election cycles where the National Mall isn't going to be crowded by record-breaking crowds. I believe I've stated in past episodes before that the general view, the general public views the government on on a lower scale right now. Not very satisfied with it. It's part of why Donald Trump's in that seat right now. But you know what else is scary other than those memes going around? Trump's team, like Kellyanne Conway, like his press secretary Sean Spicer, giving out alternative facts. That's where we're at now? That is what we have to look forward to? Listen to Kellyanne Conway talking to Chuck Todd, Meet the Press. I put him out there for the very first time in front of that podium to utter a provable falsehood. It's a small thing, but the first time he confronts the public, it's a falsehood. Chuck, I mean, if we're gonna keep referring to our press secretary in those types of terms, I think that we're gonna to have to rethink our relationship here. It undermines the credibility of the entire White House press office no, it on doesn't. day. Don't one. be so don't be so overly dramatic about it, Chuck. What it, it, you're saying it's a falsehood and they're giving Sean Spicer, our press secretary, gave alternative facts to that. But the point remains Wait a alternative, facts? Th- alternative f- facts, four of the five facts he uttered. The hey one Chuck thing he White? got hey right was Zeke Miller. Four of the five facts he uttered were just not true. I mean, wow. Wow. How can anybody take Kellyanne Conway, or any of Trump's people at this point, any, any of Trump's press people, seriously, when they're going to say the term alternative facts, what does that mean? How can you have alternative facts? There's just facts. Period. True or false? Yes or no? Can the media spin things different ways? Sure, we can bash the media. But to throw a line out there, oh, we're just presenting alternative facts. No, you're not. You're blatantly lying and trying to get anybody to go along with it. And that's dangerous. That is super dangerous. Everybody needs to tread lightly around this issue because... That's what we're going to get for right now. We're going to get alternative facts and you're just wrong. You know, if you if you shove something down somebody's throat enough, if you say if you say wrong, 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 eventually people are just going to be like uh, uh, some people are going to buy that as wrong. Some people are just going to shut up, shut up and say it's not worth the fight because you're going to just keep spouting that they're wrong. That's dangerous. That's dangerous and that's scary. That should scare every one of us And why? Because Trump hasn't had a problem Having a little war on the media He hasn't had a problem saying he would silence people before Now, I don't expect or anticipate him to do that Except he kind of already did it to CNN Remember last week That press conference I told you about CNN tries to ask a question You're fake news Not talking to you That's shutting out media starts on a small scale but then what happens when what happens when Trump says I'm only going to report to Fox News well if you think Fox News is fair and balanced and middle of the road I hate to tell you they're not Sean Hannity like is worship worshipping bended knee at 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 this man's feet I mean Alex Jones Alex Jones was acting crazy at Inauguration Night. I saw some clip from Infowars, and I just had... I check in on Alex Jones for a laugh. You have to. Now, all that being said, cracking just this morning, uh, apparently one of Trump's first executive orders, or among his first, he already signed executive orders to, like, waive the requirements that Mattis had to be out of U.S. service for... I think it was seven years to be uh, considered for his position. Uh, Right now on the Hill, on a couple other websites too, focuses on Donald Trump planning to sign an executive order to withdraw from the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which I don't think anybody disagrees with at this point. Uh, Hillary Clinton was championing it as the gold standard, and then she backed out of it and said it was a bad raw deal. Bernie Sanders, I don't believe, was ever for it. Um, in this Hill article by Rebecca Sandvrosky, posted this morning, you'll see quotes in here, uh, quote, TPP was President Obama's signature deal and the one that he had hoped to push through Congress before leaving office. Withdrawing from it would unravel years of work and inject fresh uncertainty into global relations. However, the president is also expected to sign an executive order on his plans to renegotiate NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement Stating, uh, we will be starting negotiations having to do with NAFTA uh, We are going to start renegotiating on NAFTA, on immigration, and on security at the border So he's looking at trade deals And not uh, I'm not against that If you look at uh, TPP, at NAFTA, at some of these things if it's not promoting the free trade, a lot of it sets up stipulations or uh, tries to break down barriers, but creates more while doing so. I'm all for him striking TPP at the moment. Uh, it's not a good deal. It wasn't looking like a good deal anyway. Towards the uh, towards the end here, a lot of people criticizing it and finding the fallacies in it. So, just be aware that that's going on right now. I want to touch up on uh one more subject, and for for some reason, my mind skipped it talking about the inauguration, I should have stuck it in there, but I'm getting ready to go into the Women's March talk, and it brought up the idea of, of protesting, things of that nature. So after Trump's inauguration, during uh, his parade, during the other events and festivities of the day, uh, everything pretty much went down all right. And then in typical media fashion, uh, you had protests going on during Donald Trump's inauguration that were fairly peaceful, and then you always have a few knuckleheads doing stupid things like breaking windows of Starbucks uh, organizations in Washington, D.C., general looting, things that happen when large crowds of people are gathered. There's generally some type of rabble-rousers in that crowd that do things. Pretty much uh, any of the, uh, quote, rioting or uh, illicit behavior of people during Trump uh, protests was fairly minimal. Uh, Yeah, a limo got set on fire, for sure. And that's not a good thing. And it's not a justifiable thing, by any means. I'm not trying to say any of it's justifiable. But you had pretty much... Hundreds of thousands, if not maybe a couple million people. But we'll just go with hundreds of thousands for now. There's uh, thousands protesting in the streets. Now, the quality of their protesting, that's debatable. I, uh, I can't stand when I watch these protesting videos. And it's just large groups of people with signs that say F Donald Trump. And they're just chanting F Donald Trump. And they really have no idea why they're doing it. They're just doing it because it's something to do. Uh... There's lots of, uh, with these protests, you find lots of people being vulgar, lots of vulgarity, lots of expletives being used. And no real messages painted on these boards that they're waving around. Just F Donald Trump. What are these people doing it for? I don't don't know. These people don't bother to get interviewed by the media because they say, oh, the media is going to uh, sway our opinion. They're going to paint a picture in a different way, and it's part of the media's fault. Okay, whatever. There was isolated incidents of people breaking stuff, setting a limo on fire, breaking cars. That happens in big groups of people. You know what didn't happen, though? The Women's March on Saturday. The Women's March on Saturday wasn't violent, per se. Uh, It did have Madonna saying things like, I've thought about blowing up the White House. And, ha, you know, I guess it's funny... When Madonna says it, or it's a good point when when Madonna says it, but it's not a good point I mean, if it was Obama, whoever that person was would probably be sitting in jail right now right fair enough there's there's a there's an awful double standard with this stuff i i I see an awful double double standard at least anyway. it's like how the SNL chick, and I can't think of her name, she tweeted out that Baron Trump would be the world's first homeschool shooter. Well, that's funny. He's a 10-year-old freaking boy. And you're going to tweet out that he's going to be the world's first homeschool shooter. That's funny. Yeah, right? It's not funny. It's terrible. Leave children out of it. And I said that for Malia and Sasha Obama. I said, if you're going to attack the children you're pretty much as deplorable as you can get. Yeah, Barron Trump is the 10-year-old child of a very rich and now very powerful Donald Trump. But he's still a child. He didn't choose his parents. And he's still a human being. So get that through your thick skull, too. I'm jumping all over the place. But the Women's March. All right, as reported on the Hill yesterday, no arrests were made during the Women's March on Washington Saturday, according to a top official in the Capitol. The peaceful protest, which had an estimated 500,000 in attendance, was so much larger than its expected size that the march route had to be altered and couldn't pass the White House as planned. On Friday after the inauguration, protesters led to the arrest of more than 200 people and the use of pepper spray and stun grenades by police. That was the inauguration. So the inauguration rioters that uh, destroyed the nation, there was 200 people arrested in isolated incidents. Women's March, no arrest. Now, the Women's March, here's the thing with that. And I'm stealing my sister's... ...status from it. Hopefully, not against her will. But even if it is against her will, I don't care. This is my show. You post it on Facebook. That's what you get. This is what she posted on her Facebook. She said, Now that the dust has settled, to my friends who supported the Women's March, I admire your great enthusiasm, patriotism, support for each other, and activism. But I need to know, and I mean no smart assery or disrespect... Because I'm legitimately confused, what rights have we lost? Why? What are you so angry about? I feel like women in Africa, Mexico, Iraq, and so many other places must think we're the most ridiculous, lewd, ungrateful bitchers on earth. I'm a woman. A proud, intelligent, lovely, clear-minded, open-minded, fair woman. And what I saw yesterday confused me. I love your point of views reflecting specifically on the anger and frustration that came through to me as an observer only in love if you please and there was a lot of people talking about uh, the different aspects of the women marching and and specifically she was talking about let's set this let's set the goal straight you don't elect a president and then they come in and then with the stroke of a pen or the waving of a wand you automatically lose your rights like I don't know if you noticed this, but Trump got sworn in on Friday, and we didn't regress back into the 1950s. Or the 1940s. Or the 1930s. It didn't happen. You know what gets me about the Women's March, and I'm in full support. You have a right to protest. You do. All right, And we've gone through that before. I've gone through the people protesting Trump from back when he was in a primary election race. Against 15 other Republicans. Okay? You absolutely have the right to protest. My sister was pointing out more the lewd things that she saw during the Women's March. And here's the thing. Women, you're great. You're great, p- proud individuals who are unique who have your own lives, who have your own established selves. You've broken down many, many, many of the barriers that were in the way, and it was through demonstrations. It was through protests, and they were all peaceful. They were all within constitutional rights and responsibilities and all that. And I'm not going to blame the whole Women's March because, like I said, zero arrests, all right? Madonna might have spewed some ridiculous bullshit On a pulpit But no arrests Whatsoever But there seems to be A borderline I mean there, there's crazy people in every crowd right I guess it's isolated And I need to do my best to isolate the people Let's Let's say this If you're going to be a part of something like A women's march Like a protest against Donald Trump The Donald Trump protesters, you got to come up with something better than F. Donald Trump. Because if that's all you can do, if all you can sit there is walk through the streets with bullhorns shouting F. Donald Trump, F. Donald Trump, and that's all your signs can say, then you're not making a very good argument. You're just really making yourself look idiotic. With the Women's March people, I saw people dressed up in vagina costumes and vagina hats and half naked nothing but tape on their nipples and that's the like expression of proud femininity and i don't understand it and i get that there's some big differences in the play here like for instance here in america it's very uh, everything's very sexualized and it shouldn't be we're in agreement with that everything shouldn't be sexualized I'm that guy that says if a woman's going to breastfeed in public, it is what it is. They don't need to cover... They don't need to, quote, cover up. They don't need to go shove themselves in a bathroom. And you don't need to make a breastfeeding area in a restaurant because that's just ridiculous government regulation that you don't need. It's a natural act. A woman's breastfeeding her baby. Get over it. So on that level, I get it. But a lot of times with the stuff with this with with the women's march you have this this faction of like super mega feminist people that are so in your face with it as if they have the right to do it and they're doing it to either antagonize demonize or otherwise make certain individuals feel a certain way and they don't care who those individuals are it's the same thing with well, like protesting a lot of times it's triggered towards Malice. But maybe I'm reading it wrong. Maybe I'm reading too deeply. Maybe I should shut up and mind my own business because I'm a man. I don't know. But it was nice to see the women's march going out there. It was nice to see the women out there supporting each other, even though they're actually divided amongst each other because certain pro life women who wanted to march couldn't march on the pro life message. That's the other thing I don't like about this whole women's rights movement thing is that it seems to champion abortion as a basic fundamental right of a woman. And I think it's highly debatable whether or not it is actually, factually a right of a woman. And that's a touchy subject. And it's one that people have told me before, shut up, you're a man, you can't talk about it. I'm like, well, that's a shame because last time I checked, abortion means terminating a life or a potential life of uh, what will be a human being, individual, person. And maybe they don't have rights because they are not yet born, but there's still a serious discussion to be had. It should not be something that is glorified, maybe. And maybe it shouldn't be as demonized as it is. Maybe we need to be somewhere in the middle in terms of abortion. I think I've stated it on on my program here before that I don't agree with abortion as a means of birth control. And by that I mean as a means of I don't want this baby. I made bad decision, now I'm pregnant, and I don't want this baby. I don't agree with it in those terms per se because it just seems very, very selfish to me. But again, my actual stance as it stands for the law... Is that it's really not my business. I'm not a woman. You can't stop me from debating the philosophical standpoints of it, which do need to be talked about and debated. You can't bury them. But maybe it's a maybe it's a different discussion for a different day. Star Wars. Just released. I I wasn't even going to talk about Star Wars, but I was uh, just flipping through my phone because I had to read my sister's post. Star Wars just posted what the next chapter of the Skywalker saga will will be. Uh, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, was last year's Star Wars mega hit. Next December, Star Wars Episode 8 will officially be titled The Last Jedi that's pretty boss that is epic, man that is epic Star Wars The Last Jedi December, no date yet but December 2017 which, while it's months away it'll be right around the corner, guys January's almost done we're almost into February and February has a lack of full days because it is a messed up month the uh, the last note that I want to end on though is uh, is of this this dog thing that's been passed around. Uh, I don't know if you know this story. I'm going to my Facebook links now because I'm pretty sure that's where I have it saved. Uh, yeah, Universal Pictures just canceled the premiere of A Dog's Life because of certain YouTube footage that was uh, that was put out there. Um, Oh, it's a dog's purpose. My bad. Did I say a dog's life? It's a dog's purpose. There was a YouTube video put out, very controversial, uh, very controversial, of how uh, a handler was was dealing with a dog for scenes that had to do uh, with water, putting the dog in water. Okay, now the video shows a handler trying to put dog, trying to put a dog in in water. It was a pool area or whatever. And people were saying that it looked like animal abuse because the handler was dipping the dog in the water. The dog was clearly uncomfortable with that. And he's seen dragging the dog up out of the water. And then the video cuts, and it shows the dog in water later, uh, at some later time. You don't know because the video gets cut. Uh, The major point I'm getting at is that people ran with it... uh, People ran with the insanity on the internet talking about how this movie needed to be boycotted and they abused the animals, yada, yada, yada. All that jazz. You get where it's gone, all right? Uh, posted January 21st on CNN. Here's something for you. "Quote A Dog's Purpose author, W. Bruce Cameron, is defending the movie against claims of animal mistreatment after he said he viewed additional footage from the incident portrayed in a leaked, now viral video. Quote, I have since viewed footage taken of the day in question when I wasn't there and it paints an entirely different picture, he said in a statement via a representative posted on the novel's official Facebook page. Quote, the written commentary accompanying the edit- edited video mischaracterizes what happened. On Wednesday, TMZ published a video allegedly from the set of A Dog's Purpose showing a dog in an apparent distress while filming a stunt in rushing water. CNN was CNN was not been able to independently verify the video's authenticity. Was not been able to. Typos, man, typos. The video's release led to calls for boycotts from people for the ethical treatment of animals, PETA, which is an organization surrounded in controversy in and of itself. I do not respect PETA. Just go watch Penn and Teller's bullshit episode on it and then do your own research on it. I do not like PETA. <clears throat> uh, the American Humane, an organization that ensures the safety and well-being of animals used in film and TV productions, also placed an onset monitor on leave for following uh, on leave following the unauthorized release of the video. They suspended that person and are investigating it. That's how these things roll. Cameron said the additional footage from earlier in the day in question shows Hercules, the dog in the video, joyfully jumping around into the pool. When he was asked to perform the stunt from the other side of the pool, which was not how he had been doing it all day, he balked, Cameron wrote. The mistake was trying to dip the dog in the water to show him it was okay. The water wasn't his issue, it was the location that was the issue, and the dog happily did the stunt when he was allowed to return to his original spot. Cameron admits he, quote, didn't like it when Hercules' head briefly went underwater, but there was a scuba diver and a trainer in the pool to protect him. Basic point is you see a video passed around and a narrative attached to it, and you might need to think twice before you just jump to conclusions on it. They're still investigating the issue, but Philip DeFranco, if you follow him on YouTube, he's a big YouTube star kind of guy, I'm not, like, Philip DeFranco. He does a lot of rough cuts and he does video. I don't do rough cuts and I don't do video. But it is what it is. He painted a perfect... He painted a perfectly good argument. The video is cut up in different places. It's coming out two weeks, three weeks prior before the debut of the movie, which means somebody was just sitting on the footages all this time and didn't care about the animal abuse in and of itself. If there was animal abuse, there's too many questions to ask and not enough answers and definitive evidence to say that there was animal abuse on that set take that with a grain of salt while you're getting ready to analyze Donald Trump but let me tell you something right now alt facts is scary shit alternative facts wow that's going to do it for me for this week Uh, I kind of bounced around and I apologize for that But remember how I told you politics is far from over? It's only just begun. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'll catch you on the flip side next week. Love, peace, chicken, grease. Remember, it's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Check out the Facebook page and my Twitter at FritzQS. FritzCast.